Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. So we've been talking about walking in His presence, or living in His presence, rather, and, and walking and living in, in, in His presence. And we know that um, the scripture that we have been looking at, kind of our, our main scripture, is in His presence there is fullness of joy. And we need joy. Amen. I need joy. Does anyone else need joy? Amen. We need fullness of joy. We need the joy that God brings. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about a feeling. I'm talking about that truth of the joy of the Lord in our heart that gives us strength. Amen? And the Bible talks about that in His presence, that's where that joy really begins to rise up within us, begins to make evident in us. And so we understand that we get that presence by entering into His courts with thanksgiving and His presence. Uh, Thank you. Courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Come on, help somebody help me here. Amen? All right, there we go. We're good. All right. And and so this is important. So so living in his presence creates for us a or 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 within us a real atmosphere of what I'm going to call today an atmosphere of faith. See, when we come into His presence, we I've said this before, when we come into His presence and he, His manifest presence is known, we are like undone, but we're also amazed. Like, ah. Oh. And not only that, when we find ourselves in that place, then something within us rises up and we're like, man, we're just what I call the word giddy. We're just excited. We have a different idea, a different perspective of who we are in Him and who He is. And, 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 and it begins to change our outlook on our current circumstance. Which is the point. Because God says to set our hearts and minds on things above. And we can only do that through Christ Jesus. And we have access to Him because He lived, He died, and He rose again. And He says, now I need you to call on me. And invite his presence. And so I want to talk a little bit about atmosphere. Don't worry, we're going to get to Mark chapter 2. I was going to give you plenty of time to find it. But I want to talk about atmosphere. And I want to define atmosphere for you. So there's a couple different definitions we'll look at. It's on your handout. Number one definition is an envelope of gases surrounding the earth or another planet. And we know in life, in natural, that subtle variances... In, in our um, atmospheric pressure affect weather, right? We know that we know about weather change here in northern Wisconsin. Amen? We can feel it. We can already sense it in the back of our heads. Already coming. It's coming, right? Uh, and, so we, and so this is part of the atmospheric uh, pressures that change. The second definition I think is more pertinent to what we're talking about today uh, is a, a permeating tone or mood of a place or a situation. A permeating tone or mood of a place or situation. Listen, asthma, uh, 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 asthma, atmospheric 
changes create a certain climate. Both in the natural and in the supernatural in our lives, in our spiritual lives. Why am I telling you this? Because you, me, we have been given the control. Whether we're going to believe His Word, believe His presence, to get into Him or not. Isn't that amazing? That He leaves that up to us? That He opened the door and says, hey, it's finished, it's done, it's all available. Will you activate it or not? Now this is easier said than done. Typically, especially if you're we're facing with something uh, hard-pressed or just, just had a bad week, period. You know, maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's a bunch of little things that are just trying to overwhelm you. Maybe it's a big thing. Maybe you don't know what it is, but you just feel this, ugh. That's an atmosphere that the enemy's trying to bring to your life. And what we do with it will create the, create the climate in our hearts, and ultimately will create the climate in which we bring with us. Have you ever been in a room? You walk into the room and you can tell all of a sudden you're like, oh man, something's wrong here. You ever walked in after right after someone had a you know had a big blowout, angry discussion? And you come walking, waltzing into the break room like everything is fine, and you're like, um, whoa, what's going on? That's a, a climate, that's an atmosphere feeling. I remember we talked about, when we were talking about his presence, we talked about Paul and Silas. And they, they understood this atmosphere of faith that was so important. They understood the, the moments when they found themselves, remember they found themselves prison, imprisoned? Wrongly imprisoned, I might add. Falsely accused. In fact, they were on their way to church minding their own business and helping people be free. And they found themselves imprisoned. And of course we know that Paul and Silas begin to take what the enemy meant for evil. They begin to turn it for good. Why? Because they're like, you know what? I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to get out of here. I don't know what's our arraignment, what's going to happen. But I know God's good. And they begin to praise Him. And they begin to sing hymns and pray to Him. And, and we know the story that it says that the foundations of the prison begin to shake. And the prison doors came wide open. Amen? Alright, now we're at Mark. Let's look at another beautiful picture of this. In Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. I'm going to read it for you. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, several days later, the news spread quickly that he was about that he was back home. I'm going to read that again. The news spread quickly that he was back home. There was an anticipation and excitement there. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no room, more room. Even outside the door, while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him into Jesus because of, the, because of the crowd. And so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. And they lowered the man on, on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, the atmosphere of faith, 
Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. Now let's jump down to verse 12. And verse 12 says, And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the worked walked out through the stunned outlookers, or onlookers rather. And they were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. Can you imagine the atmosphere of faith that was happening in those moments? But you see that it took an atmosphere of faith for others to receive the atmosphere of faith, to, to understand that there was something pivotal that happened. But first of all, it started with an excitement. Jesus is coming back home. We're excited. Why? Why were they so excited? Because they saw the power of God. They saw healings. They saw uh, restorations. Right? And they were excited and it created with them in a great, great anticipation. And Jesus comes and they're like, man, I know that Jesus can do anything. Guess what? I got good news. He can still do anything today. He's still the same God. He's still the same Jesus. He's still the same Messiah. He's anointed and the anointed one has come. Amen? And released freedom for us. In this passage, we see this example of an atmosphere of faith. Another example is the woman who was hard-pressed with an issue, what the Bible says, an issue of blood. And she had spent all that she had and went to every doctor, every opportunity that she could do in the natural, she did that. And unfortunately, none of those things could change it. But something within her, the name of Jesus, the very thought of what he could do and what he said he was doing and what he was exhibiting was that there could be healing. And she would say, if I can just press into the hem of his garment, if I just can get in the close to him. And we know the truth is, is that she did that very thing. And it was in that very thing that she was healed instantly. But it took an atmosphere of praise. It took an atmosphere of faith. It took a pressing in. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Do you see how it takes, there's some responsibility that God has paved the way and said, uh, I've given it to you, but there's a responsibility that we have to fight through what we feel and do what he says. It's not easy. And I'm not here to say that we've, I've got it perfectly figured out. I have to learn this. I have to walk this out just like you do. We all do. But that's our responsibility. And thank, thankfully, we have folks, we have friends, we have family that can help lean with us, help hold us, to help hold our arms up so the battle's won. Amen? But when it's all said and done, the responsibility is if I'm going to pick up my mat and walk, if I'm going to do what he's called me to do. Atmosphere is important. Why? There's two reasons why it's the atmosphere of faith is important. Number one is that God promises to respond to it. And all I'm saying is that God promises that if we will praise him, the, joy, the fullness of joy comes. Isn't that what the scripture says? 
And so what I'm saying is that God responds to the praises of His people. God responds to His Word and His truth. Then He responds in that way. In fact, the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please Him. And so we can understand that. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 is, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. The second reason that we need the atmosphere of, of, of faith is without applying it, everything we do in life is going to be empty. Without our faith in God, we've got nothing. And so we understand that we must lean into it and receive. We, we can sing songs and we can, and we can have you know, faith, in, you know, like we can believe and we can believe and we can have all kinds of but if we do not receive press into it for ourselves we can lose it now this is a bold statement this is a bold step statement you ready ready for a bold statement did you know that we say we are responsible for creating an atmosphere of faith We're responsible for that. God has done it. He's paid for it. He's applied it. We are the ones that have to step into it. That means sometimes we can't speak the way we normally speak. That means sometimes we can't listen to the rhetoric that we normally listen to. We have to control our eyes, our ears, our mouth. God doesn't do that for us. He's, he's made a way that we would have all that He is, but we have to go after it. And that's what these men did in this story. This is what they did. They're like, listen, I'm going to take my friend. I know Jesus is going to do it. There's there a responsibility that they felt. There was an atmosphere of faith. There was a perception of God and who He was that when if they could just get Him there. And I'm trying to say that we need to have that same sense of urgency. That when we come into His presence, it's like we're coming like these men. Sometimes we got to tear open the roof in our hearts, in our minds. Sometimes we got to tear off the reports. Sometimes we got to tear off the feeling. And we got to look directly and say, no, 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 no. God said. Some would say that, well, I'll just, all right, well. I'll just sit, wait for God. No, he's like, I've already done everything. I've already done it. In fact, let's celebrate. He's done it. Amen. But here we've been given this gift. If we don't open it and apply it and use it, what good is a gift? So we have that responsibility. Three ways that we can create an atmosphere of faith. Now, I'm going to give you uh, from a church perspective, okay? This could be applied in, in your job. This can be applied in your home. This can be applied in whatever area of life. But I'm just talking if we just we use and apply this just at coming to church, how we can do it, okay? You, does that make sense? Yes. Just as an example, we're just say this is just an example. All right. 
Number one, listen, it starts before we get here. You want to create an atmosphere of faith? Start it before you get here. How, how do you do that? What did you do hours before? Did you, did you cultivate the atmosphere of praise, atmosphere of faith, in what you participated in, listened to? Did you create that atmosphere where God could be honored? Right? Here's some very practical. Did you go to bed on time? Because if you're tired, it's easy to be like, oh, I don't know, I want to get going in there. Right? If we're prepared ahead of time, right, we'll get, go, go to bed too late. And instead of saying, good morning, Lord, we're like, oh, Lord, it's morning. Right? We understand that it starts before we get there. If we're, if we're already here, it's too late. If we've already... If we're, does that make sense? I mean, I don't know how many times I've done this. Get in an argument with your wife or your kids on the way to church. And then I walk through those doors. Hey, God bless you, everybody. And I'm looking at, why don't I sense an atmosphere of faith and praise? Because I let my flesh. Now, there, don't take condemnation, but, but think about what we do. Think about, take, take inventory of our hearts, of our minds, of, of the actions, and we do very practically what we're doing. Always know when, when I'm, you know, occupied with something else, I can always, I can always tell when it comes time to, to minister or to pray for someone if I've been occupied with so many other distractions. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's difficult. Anyone else experienced that before? It's so... Saturdays, specifically Saturdays, I don't. I try not to do too much. I stay away from folks. I stand His word, and sometimes I have the message already done, completely done, and I'll just spend all day long worshiping and praising, just so I can create an atmosphere for myself to to set a tone for myself, because I know that it starts before I get on stage. In fact, I heard a great pastor say, "If you." If you spend an hour on stage, you should have 10 hours of prayer. It's a good concept. It's a great idea. Do you understand how important it is to prepare? The psalmist says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But we have a choice. Am I going to wake up if I'm going to place myself in his manifest presence with a kind of expectancy? Come with an expectancy. You want God to move? Expect He's going to move. And guess what? If you come expecting He's going to move to, regardless of what pastor preaches or regardless of how good the worship is, I guarantee you God's going to manifest His presence. Because He's not held back by humans. He's held back 
by like if it's the right song or it's the right word, it's the right heart. That's good news, by the way. And it it takes a little bit of pressure off my shoulders, off of Pastor Tara, off the worship team, because individually we're responsible to receive the presence, to to press into Him so that atmosphere of praise. And not only that, it's important because not only is it important for us, but it's it's so important so that we receive and we accept and we get all of this so that when we leave here, we're able to spread the good news. We're able to let our light shine before all men. But if I didn't prepare before I got here, I'm going to have a hard time getting it when I'm here really going to make it difficult when I get out of here. Does that make sense? Now, I know it sounds like I'm stepping on toes. I'm talking to the choir here. All you guys are holy all week long. None of you participate in anything other than holiness all week. I know it. But if you did, if you found yourself there, take take inventory to be prepared. Amen? The second way to create an atmosphere of faith is this, to fully participate. Now, we're, again, we're talking church, but this can work in any place. What am I saying fully participate? I'm not saying if you just clap three times and wave your arms, that's fully participate. I'm talking about your heart. Now, we've, we've heard the different types of praise. And none of them, all of them rather, are our emphasized action. Have you noticed that? I know I've said, oh, I just, you know, I just, I just want to just, you know, bask in his presence. That's good. That's no problem. But when he talks about the different praise, they're all action words, like we're supposed to apply something. And so when we fully participate, not only we we obeying God, but now we've created within us this opportunity. Hey, I'm going to press in. And he says, I'm going to inhabit you for that. But if I'm... I went to a baseball game on Friday night, uh, the Woodchucks in Wausau, last game. Kind of fun. I I love baseball. I don't like to watch it on TV, but it's awesome live. It's just a great time. And so we're sitting there, Michelle and I are sitting there, and we're having a good time. And I'm sitting around, and I found myself, I don't know if you guys do that, I found myself just sitting there watching people. And I found myself, and the game is going on. And there's a hit here and a hit there. And I was so distracted by just, that I realized, I'm like, "Mm, I'm getting bored. But all of a sudden, I was like, I started to participate in the game. When they hit a a good one, then all of a sudden, they were like, you know, they play the music, and you're like, woo, and you you know, and you start, and I began to participate and get excited, and before I know it, I'm like, yeah, wow, and I'm like, this is the greatest day ever. (laughs) They lost like 20 to 3, I don't know. (laughs) But I had a good time. Because I, I had begun to fully participate. Now that's a very natural ex, uh, example 
of what exactly what God is saying. If you'll enter into my courts with thanksgiving, if you will press in, if you begin to participate, I could have chosen to just sit there and it would have been, a, well, that was an okay game. Or I could have got, or I could do what I did and get into it. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. This is fun. This is woohoo. I don't know anybody on the team, but I was like, come on, you. Get him. Right? Fully participate. Psalms is a beautiful uh, uh, chapter, uh, verse, book. (laughs) Easy for me to say. Of over and over again talking about fully participating. Psalms chapter 41 one says, clap your hands. It's not a suggestion. As David is in the psalmist is, is pressing in to find God, to need what he has. Clap your hands. Psalms 33.3 says, shout for joy. Psalms 47.1 says, shout to God with cries of joy. Psalms 66.1, shout with joy to God. Psalms 95.1, shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Psalms 96.7, sing to the Lord, praise His name. Psalms 13.6, I will sing to the Lord, for He's been good to me. Fully participate. You want to create within, you're like, oh man, I... You can bake or break a service, whether it's here or any other. You can go to the greatest revival. If you don't participate, you'll feel nothing. You'll experience nothing. Sometimes this is where we miss it right here. I know we have a a hard week, a difficult week. We're tired, all of this, and we kind of just say, I'm just going to chill. And when we, when we do that, how many have a lazy boy chair in their home? I, got, I love that thing. I've got one. Man, I love that thing. But you know what? I never am ready to spring to action when I'm hanging out in that chair. In fact, I'm the opposite posture of that. I got my feet up, arms back, potato chips on my chest. I'm not in a posture of activation in that moment. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have time where we rest, where we unplug, so to speak. But we can unplug without drawing ourselves away from the Father. We can keep mindful of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we need to because the moment we pull away, the enemy comes immediately to steal to kill and to destroy he's roaming around looking for that opportunity if i'm fully participating in the things of god if i'm fully participating my heart and my mind after god's word after his promises then guess what i am fully engaged and when i'm fully engaged it says he inhabits me do you see that I know I'm, it's like I'm saying the same thing over and over different ways. 
Because we need to grab this. I need to grab this. It's ironic because um, over the last few weeks, days and weeks, I've had to apply all of these messages personally. Walking them out. In fact, I've argued with God a few times on, I don't want to write that one because that means I have to be accountable to that one. But I know when I don't, when I don't do these things, when I'm not accountable to these things, I never feel better. I only feel worse. And not only do I feel worse, but guess what? I start making others feel worse. Because now I've created a climate. I've created the climate. Are they tasting and see that the Lord is good? Or are they tasting and see the Eeyore attitude? I can't make it you do it. I can't I can't make others do it. God has given me the ability to control my heart and my mind and my actions. Mine alone. And as for me, my house, we're gonna serve God. Even when I don't feel like it. And I'm telling that out loud so that it's so in my life. And so should you. Because that's, again, another part of fully participating. Confessing it. Declaring it. You're like, but it's not true. It is in Jesus' name. We're putting it out there by faith. Amen? Not only does the atmosphere of faith happen before we get to church or while we're at church, but... Creating an atmosphere, number three, creating the atmosphere of faith means taking the something with us when we go out. Taking that something, that experience, that one of the greatest tragedies, one of the greatest difficulties of a believer is our silence for what God has done in our lives. Nothing is, nothing is as powerful as a testimony. And it's great to hear testimony from, you know, uh, you know, there's awesome books and there's other ministers and there's all those great things and you can share those. Those are great. But nothing really changed. Nothing is really awesome as much as when someone you know that was one way is, some, is totally a different way. And you have a realm of influence. We all have a realm of influence that God has given us. But if I just hold it myself and say, oh man, that was, I, that was a real blessing. That was a good, man, that was a good service. Thank you, Lord. And if I just hold that, I've, I've limited what God wants to do with that. Because he doesn't want us just to, to get fat on his presence. He wants us to minister out of the overflow. In fact, he's... he's partnered with us for that very purpose that we could go all to all the world preaching the gospel the good news laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover all the great uh, commission that he says you notice that it's all us doing it right taking something with us when we have when you you get, I love it 
uh, I'm going to tell on Mary <clears throat> Tolman. She shared a testimony with me this week. And she doesn't know it. But I needed it more than she probably needed it. Probably not. But just her sharing that helped me to overcome in that moment of despair. What she had, what she experienced, her testimony, what God did for her in a moment, in a thought, radically changed my heart. She, after I got done talking, she said, no, I just broke down and cried like, God, thank you for shifting, for having grace and mercy because I was not presenting a climate of faith. But you showed up and changed the atmosphere for me. And because of that, I was able to, to move forward and I was able to minister to someone else and I was able to pass what, what God had done through Mary to me, now to them. All because of one testimony. One God's word. One revelation. One prophetic word. Whatever it is that God shares, share it with others. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We'll just get a close here. I don't know about you, but I want our church, I want this church, I want our lives to carry an atmosphere of faith because our city needs it. Our families need it. Our nation needs it. And I know it's it's like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if it's just, I know the enemy tells us how insignificant we are, but it's a lie. And so my desire is that we want our church, we want us, we want to have an atmosphere of faith. I want to take, I want my life to walk in an atmosphere of faith so that when people are around me, they experience Jesus. I want you as your pastor, I want you, as, even as badly as I want it for me, I want it for you. But as I mentioned before, it's a decision that we all have to make. To step in or step out. Now I want to remind you that your identity is in Christ. No longer the old man. The old way. If you receive Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The enemy is a liar and he will try to keep you in shame and filth. But that's already been stripped off of us through Christ Jesus. D.L. Moody, some of you know. In speaking on faith, he said this. Can you turn this up a little? I'm like kissing it still. Faith is the gift of God. So is the air, but you have to breathe it. So is bread, but you have to eat it. So is water, but you have to drink it. He goes on to say, some people are wanting a miraculous kind of feeling. That's not faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
It's not for me, he says, to sit down and wait for faith, to come stealing over me with strange sensations, but to take God at his word. You cannot believe unless you have something to believe. Believing comes by doing. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So take his principles as it, as it, as it is written and appropriate it. Amen? I can't say it better myself. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m. or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.